This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing we trust one another. What happened? We trust one another, and uh, that's why we came on with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post game show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks win 111-101 tonight over the Grizzlies. Welcome into the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Ryan Horvath in tonight for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski, and our main man, Evan Heffelfinger, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. You could also tweet us at 1057FM, the fan. Find us on Facebook there as well. Once again, the Bucks 111-101 winners over the Grizzlies tonight. The Bucks play in the second game of a back-to-back. They destroy the Heat last night, 124-86. Tonight they make Milwaukee the Sports Radio over to uh, Memphis. Like it, like it. Make the trip to Memphis tonight. They take on the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies coming into tonight had lost eight of their last nine games. Now nine of their last ten, fifteen of their last nineteen. Bucks meanwhile aren't just beating teams; they're blowing teams out. We don't see a team like this every night unless something special is happening, and that's what's going on with this Bucks team. Because when you look in the spreads in the NBA, most games are like three, four. That's what a team's favored by. The Bucks every single night, eight points, nine points they're favored by. The Warriors, their first few seasons together, those few, those first few titles, they blew teams out. The Lakers with Shaq and Kobe blew teams out. The 95-96 Bulls blew teams out. The NBA is built so every team can make a run and to entertain fans. And the Bucks just aren't giving up those big runs like they did last season. Coming into tonight's game, they had 22 wins by double digits. Best in the NBA, now 23. They're now a season best, 20 games over 500. And they've now won 14 of their last 17 games by an average of 16 points. That's going to go up a little bit tonight. Maybe go down a little bit, actually. But So if you're a gambler, no matter how big the spread is, always take the bucks. That's what I've learned. Maybe the over, too, because they've scored 120 points seven times during this stretch. And once again, tonight a revenge game because the Grizzlies beat the Bucs back on November 14th, 116-113. Marcus Hill had a huge night that night, 29 points. Conley had 26. Giannis had 31, but it wasn't enough. But tonight, the Bucs do what they've done all season long, and they get revenge. They beat up on a team that beat up on them earlier in the year, 111-101. Let's dive into the box score a little bit and check tonight's action. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. 
brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Bucks pick up the W tonight, 111-101, a revenge game, and they get revenge once again. They beat the Grizzlies by double figures. Grizzlies make it a little bit closer there in the fourth quarter. You know, I talk about teams just not going on runs against this Bucks team. That, that's the biggest difference between this year's team and the last, last season's team or the year before that. Is that even when they'd get off to those hot starts, they'd kind of disappear for the first two, three minutes of the third quarter? Vice versa tonight, Bucks lead 50-45 at the half. The Grizzlies came to play in that first quarter. They were up 28-20. to uh, The Bucks were. And then in the second quarter, the Grizzlies come back a little bit there. They make a run. They outscore the Bucks 25-22. Then in the third quarter, the Bucks just explode for 41 points. They outscore the Grizzlies 41-28 after leading by five at the half. It was kind of a tough start for the backcourt in particular for the Bucks tonight. Bledsoe was just 1-7. Brogdon was 2-7. They had three combined assists, no rebounds. Giannis had 15-7, and seven, was kind of carrying the team. Then all of a sudden in the third quarter, with about nine minutes to play, Giannis picks up his fourth foul. He stays in the game. The Grizzlies were going after him. I was like, man, bud, this is getting risky here. Giannis with four fouls. It's a close game. Didn't matter. Bucks take that thing over. They go on a 19-0 run. 19-0 run, and Eric Bledsoe just goes off in that third quarter after struggling in the first half. And I started to hear the rumblings a little bit, especially on Twitter, on social media, where you could hit us up at 105.7 FM, the fan. People, oh man, the second half of the season's coming, and Bledsoe's coming back down to earth a little bit. He's got poor shot selection, not taking care of the basketball, blah, 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 blah. Look at the field goal percentage, man. Bledsoe's been doing his thing all season long. Now we go inside the box score. Giannis plays just 22 minutes tonight, goes 10 of 14 from the floor, 7 of 8 from the charity stripe, 11 rebounds, another double-double for Giannis, 27 and 11. Three assists, a steal, and two block shots. Chris Middleton, 27 minutes he plays tonight. Goes 4-8 from the floor, 3-3 from the foul line. Six rebounds, five assists, 11 points for Middleton. So his night doesn't really jump off the page, but plus 28 on the floor if you're into that sort of thing. Brooke Lopez plays 25 minutes tonight. Goes 4-7 from the floor, 1-2 from three-point land. Made some really tough shots, though. Four boards and assists. Plus 27 on the floor tonight as Lopez finishes with nine points and four boards. Eric Bledsoe plays 25 minutes, 5 of 13 from the floor, 4 of 4, four, of four from the free throw line, goes 2 of 7 from 3, finishes the night with 16 points, 4 assists, and Malcolm Brogdon plays 26 minutes tonight, goes 3 of 9 from the floor, 9 points he finishes with, 4 assists and 6 rebounds. So after the struggles in the first half, Brogdon and Bledsoe both turn things around and lead that charge for the Bucs as they take this game over, scoring over 40 points in the third quarter. DJ Wilson, a hot topic on this show, and we got my man Evan Heffelfinger, who is the president of the DJ Wilson fan club, and rightfully so, plays 23 minutes tonight, goes 5-9 and nine from the floor, 3-5 of five from three-point land, and my man was feeling himself as he hits a step-back three, kind of jaws with his own bench a little bit, having some fun out there, because DJ Wilson tonight, 13 points, two blocks, two boards, two assists, Don Maker plays just eight minutes. 0 of 1 from the floor. Pulls down four rebounds. No points, though. Minus 14. Don Maker tonight. Ilya Sova goes 1 of 7 from the floor in 16 minutes. Three points, two rebounds. Jason Smith, the human cigar, gets in. 
plays four minutes, no points. George Hill, who's been really, really good. He's been playing really great basketball. Sometimes we're seeing him in the fourth quarter with the starting lineup in that rotation, depending on the game. Tonight plays 15 minutes, three of six from the floor, nine points, two assists, and three rebounds. And uh, let's see, Sterling Brown plays 27 minutes, four of five from the floor, 11 points for Sterling Brown, four assists, and seven rebounds. Sterling Brown continues to play great basketball. Planet Pat gets some action tonight, even with Sterling getting the 27 minutes. Pat plays 11 minutes, three points, uh, three turnovers, Planet Pat, three boards, and then Tony Snell injures his hand there in the first half. We'll see what uh, Coach Budenholzer says about Tony Snell. Plays just five minutes and puts up all zeros on the board. Goes scoreless, no rebounds, no assists. Once again, Bucks 111-101, winners over the Grizzlies. Now 31-12 on the season, 11-8 on the road. Finished the night with 50 rebounds, 27 assists. They out-rebound the Grizzlies by three rebounds. Both teams finished with 27 assists. Main story for the Bucks tonight, after struggling from the three-point land in the first half, they finished 12 of 33, 36%, 40 of 83 from the floor overall. They shoot 48% as a team. That was the crazy thing about the Grizzlies hanging around in the first half is they were just, they couldn't shoot. And uh, they just, I mean, they're not, the Grizzlies don't jump off the page at you. They're not a great offensive team. In fact, I think this team should have been blown up like three or four years ago. Mike Conley is obviously a great player. They gave him way too much money. Marcus All also a good player, but yeah, that run is over for the Grizzlies. They fall five games below 500, and they are just brutal right now after getting off to a fast start. This is a team that's lost, I think, 50 of their 15 of their last 20 games, something like that. And they shoot just 37% from the floor tonight, 9 of 30 from three point land, and 68% from the charity stripe. So once again, the Bucks 111 101 winners, 414 799 1250. You could hit us up. And with another blowout victory, I want to know what's been the biggest surprise to you so far this season. Is it the record, 31-12? and 12? Is it how they take care of business on their home floor? Is it the 11 wins away from the Pfizer Forum? What is it, 414-799-1250? Talk about that when we come back here on The Fan. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Yeah, away from Love right at the rim. Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Bucks pick up the win tonight, 111-101 over the Memphis Grizzlies on the road. They also pick up a game on the Toronto Raptors as that one goes final. The Celtics with a 117-108 win over the Raptors tonight in Boston. We'll get to that here in a minute. Time now for your defensive play of the game, brought to you by Labor's International Union, Local 113. We go with Eric Bledsoe with a steal, which concludes a 16-0 run for the Bucks there in the third quarter. 72-59 on a 14-0 run. Mike Conley kicks it back out, picked by Bledsoe. Trailer, Middleton. Milwaukee has made its last six shots. They're doing it with style. They're running. J.B. Beckerstaff has seen enough. There it is, your defensive play of the game. Once again, Bucks win 111-101 over the Grizzlies. Also tonight, the Celtics beat the Raptors 117-108. Kyrie Irving, 27 points, 18 assists. 
which is a career high for Kyrie Irving tonight, and the Bucks gained some ground on the Raptors tonight as the Celtics win by nine. That was your defensive play of the game in a third quarter that I would have to say Jeff would probably be the Bucks' best, most complete quarter of the season. I feel like I say that every time I host this show on a Wednesday <laughs> night, but I mean that's a close game. You're coming. I mean you're playing on a back to back. What do we come to expect from NBA teams on the second night of a back to back? Usually it's uh, very lethargic, uh, not a whole lot of effort, you know, just minimal everything, minimal effort, minimal, you know, just bad shooting, and uh, and the Bucks they're bucking that trend. Absolutely. I mean, they come out, you know, you take an eight-point lead in the first quarter. The second quarter, you give up a little bit of ground. You get outscored by the Grizzlies by three, but you come out in the fourth quarter, you just blow them out, 41 points. And the Bucks conclude an 18-0 run. We just heard Eric Bledsoe. I'll lead that 16-0 run right there, and the Bucks never look back. Ten-point winners tonight. Time now. Let's get uh, let's go to the drive of the game here. Let's get that in as well. The turnovers, but capitalizing beautifully at the offense. Oh my gosh! It never ends in this quarter. Eric Bledsoe and DJ Wilson. Look at the smiles on the bench. Unbelievable energy, and as Marcus pointed out, efficiency. There it is, your wrench-and-go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench-and-go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. And another beautiful night from DJ Wilson. And I want to talk a little bit about DJ Wilson here. And we got the right guy behind the glass tonight, Evan Hevelfinger. Sorry, Evan. But uh, the thing about DJ Wilson is we had such low expectations. Everybody hated the draft pick, including myself. You know, I didn't mind DJ Wilson in college, but I just like I don't know if his game's going to translate. I mean, he has all the physical tools. He's going to be a hell of an athlete. I just don't know that he's going to be a particularly good NBA player that doesn't bounce around, you know, from G League team to G League team. Then he gets some run and it's kind of like he's like the human cigar. He gets in when it's like a 15-20 point win. Does a couple nice things here and there. Hits a shot, gets an assist, you know, nice effort or hustle play. But now, DJ Wilson, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun or anything, but he looks like a serviceable NBA player. What's DJ Wilson's ceiling in your mind, Evan Heffelfinger? Don't get too crazy. (laughs) Don't give me, like, Vince Carter or anything. No, no. That would be (laughs) – that's what I dream about at night, but that's not going to happen. I think the best thing for DJ or his ceiling is probably somewhere around a six-man. I – it depends on how he develops because he's already, I think, 23, 24 years old. So he's a little on the older end or end for a uh, a prospect. Mm-hmm. He could, if he develops that shot, if he re- continues to remain a good defensive player, if he can hold up to the physicality of the inside game, I'd, he could potentially be a good stretch four in the league. But I think realistically you're looking at a very solid rotation piece as his ceiling. Well, tonight, DJ Wilson, your X-Factor of the game, brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College, Bobcats Athletics. DJ Wilson, again tonight, plays 23 minutes, 5-9 and nine from the floor, 3-5 of five from three-point land, two assists, two boards, and finishes the night with 13 points, also two blocks on the defensive end. Another solid night for DJ Wilson, and that's when you know it's your night, when everybody's getting in the action, everybody's contributing in the second game or the back end of a back-to-back. 111-101, the Bucks winners and continue to get it done. And I hear a lot of chatter, which is a word I hate, chatter, but I hear a lot of people talking about, like, man, at this point, the Bucks are almost just too damn good. Like, what is there even to talk about with this team? That's so annoying. Isn't it? Just enjoy the ride and have fun. You know, didn't we do this all Brewers season 
where, oh, oh, are they going to keep it up? Oh, oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, I've had my heart broken before. Just shut up and enjoy the ride. You know, oh, the Bucks are too good now? Mm-hmm. Really? Come on, man. After all the years of losing that this wonderful fan base has had to sit through, come on. And then you get into, you know, you get a rare loss to a bad team, like the loss to Phoenix, which was brutal. And I'm not going to lie, I was pissed off because that's a terrible Suns team. But I remember when Phil Jackson said it best, man, the journey is the reward. So I tell these guys after a loss, I'm like, just roll with it, man. It's just part of the season. I love a nice blowout win. I love when you look this good the second night of a back-to-back, especially when you play a home road back-to-back. Yep. Because that's not a tough transition. I mean, I talk about it all the time. These NBA players, they don't live regular lives like you or I. You know, they don't wake up at 7 a.m. Oh, crap, I got to get, get to work. I got to hit rush hour traffic right now. I mean, they wake up at like 10, 11 a.m. You go to shoot around. You get your lunch. You go home. You nap. And then you play an NBA game at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and you're up until probably like 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. So when you play at home, you blow a team out like the Heat. You get revenge. Then you go home maybe or you get right on the plane, you know, regardless of the plans. And you come out and you play this well again tonight, especially in that third quarter in that second half. You make your halftime adjustments. Man, there's something to be said about that. This is a special team. 111-101, they pick up the victory tonight. 31-12 and on the season. 11 wins away from home, and they just continue to blow teams out during this stretch, beating teams by 17 points per game. Like, you see that in college hoops. Like, I'm not surprised to see Duke beating up on teams. Right. Watch NBA basketball, though, and, you know, I I dabble every once in a while, and I'll throw a game in here and there, um, betting-wise. And you see these spreads, and the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, who, I mean, last night, look what they did to the Nuggets. All this talk is the Warriors are done, they're finished, the Nuggets are the next best thing. Um, and then the Warriors just blow them out. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson have the best games of the season, and they just blow teams out. But even them, they just don't cover spreads. Every night is a dogfight. Yeah. Their fans aren't getting all pissed off and up in arms. And, I mean, granted, you have the you have the championship rings now. Yeah, they got the jewelry to prove that uh, that they can turn it on at the flip of a switch. But, uh, you know, the Bucks have, have kind of showed the same thing. And, uh, you know, tonight's game – was it a 10-point win? Hell no. They won this game by 20, mm-hmm. 25 points. Right. You know, they sat there and, and were, were dominating the, the entire second half, and then it just got close at the end because why not? And I know the better teams in the league, the Celtics, the Raptors, you know, historically they're always like, well, everybody, there's no nights off for us because everybody gives us their best shot. And that's what the Warriors continue to say when they get beat by the Magic and, you know, when the Cavs give them a run on their home floor. That's the thing. The Bucks do not let up. This team comes to play every night. I don't know if it's because they're young. Giannis is still young. All these guys are, you know, young guys, and they bounce back a little bit better. I don't know it's, if it's because they don't have the playoff success. You know, they haven't won a playoff series, as everybody's so quick to remind me, that maybe they're like, every single night, this is an important game. And the way they treat revenge games is just something different. Like, if you do sneak up and beat them, they take that out on you. They get pissed off, and they clobber you like they did tonight. Ten-point winners over the Grizzlies. But I'm asking you tonight, 414-799-1250, what's the biggest surprise with this team? Is it the 31-12 and record? Is it the way they're beating up on teams? Is it Giannis playing up to his MVP standards? Is it Eric Bledsoe, who continues to play great basketball? Is it that Chris Middleton isn't really doing a whole lot of scoring, but yet still plus 28 on the floor tonight? Is it DJ Wilson? Is it guys that aren't finding... You know, as many minutes in the rotation, Dante DiVincenzo, once again, uh, sent back down, kind of coming up and down. Christian Wood, 
What's the biggest surprise? 414-799-1250. I'll tell you mine when we return here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. We know you can do that. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. What play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Kraft Pizzas. 111-101. Bucks get the W tonight over the Grizzlies on the road. Time now for your screaming play of the game. And with this, I'm going to go to my main man, Evan Heffelfinger. Evan, what did you choose? Um, that is a great question. Um, <laughs> you caught me. That's why a, I love this guy. You caught me at a bad time. It's um, okay. How about gonna, the Giannis poster? Yeah, let's go with that one. I'll go with the Giannis. All right. Held under ten in three of the last five games. Giannis flushes, holds over Gasol, and Primo yells while he holds on to the rim with that right hand. There it is. Your Palermo screaming Sicilian frozen pizza screaming play of the game. Bucks with the W, 32 and 12 on the season now. Back in first place, the Raptors, 33 and 13 right there as well. The Pacers, the third seed in the Eastern Conference right now, two and a half games back. Philly in four, three and a half games back, and then the Celtics who pick up the W tonight, six games back, 26 and 18 on the season. Let's go out to the phone lines. Who do we got, Jeff? Oh, uh, let's head out to the main man Trell on the north side. What's up, Big T? What's going on with you, gentlemen? How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. I, um, Bucks in first place again, best record in the league. Um, I think the thing that I'm most surprised by is this team's level of consistency. They play for the most part this year. They haven't had pretty uh, many rut or dud games. Um, what are we at? Forty? What? How many? How many games? Forty. 44? 44 games, yeah. So I would say at least 40 games out of 44, they played consistently to win the game, even if they didn't win it. And most of the time they did win those games. So I haven't been used to seeing a Bucks team uh, play consistent because, as we know uh, from our, our past past year as a team, that's been one of the things. You know, you get a good spurt from this team, they'll be the Warriors team, mm-hmm. and they'll come back and lose two or three games in a row. You know, we haven't had that problem this year from this team. But as came, latest system out, the guys have bought in, and they've learned the system seamlessly. And now we're sitting in a position that, as a Bucks fan, I don't think we've been in this position. You can even go back to the big three. They, their, their top win was 50 games. Mm-hmm. This team is to win, you know, Close to upper 50s if they keep at the pace they're at. So this could possibly be the best season. Of course, they got to have playoff. They got to at least match uh, the 2001 team and get to the uh, Easter Conference Finals. But uh, if that happens, I think it's a foregone conclusion. It's been the best that we've seen since the 80s. T, I'm with you, man, and I appreciate your phone call just as much as I appreciate any phone call. But I've been listening to this show for years. You know, way before I was filling in for Sparky on Wednesday nights, and like. I'm with you, man, because it isn't just this is the best Bucks team we've seen or this is, you know, this team is special. They're beating teams by a point differential. Jeez. Ten points they're beating teams by on average this season. Toronto's beating teams by five points a night. The Pacers by six points a night. The 76ers by 2.9 points per night. And the Celtics by six. They're not just beating teams. They're beating up on teams. And that's what's so impressive. So I'm with you, man. Thanks for the phone call. Jeff, where are we going next? Uh, let's go out to Noble on the north side. Noble, you're on with Horvat. What's up, Noble? 
Hey, good night, fellas. What's up, brother? Great win tonight. I was kind of nervous there in that second quarter when Giannis got the four fouls. But um, the most surprising thing is that Kristen Wood is not able to get any of these, any minutes in these big wins. Um, I think he's a better offensive tool than Thon right now. I know that Thon brings a lot of intensity on the defensive end, but I'm just so surprised that um, a lot of, even EJ Smith, the, the center, is getting more minutes than Christian Wood. I just think that he deserves a, a shot at some minutes. I'm gonna uh, let you guys go and let you uh, finish the show. Appreciate the appreciate the phone call, my man. And I agree because here's and here's the thing: like Jason Smith, I joke around and call him the human cigar because when it's a blowout, he's gonna get some run. You know? Yep. Why give Jason Smith the four or five minutes when you could get Christian Wood out there, a guy that's still trying to develop his game in the NBA? I mean. He could score 30 points in the G League and pull down 14 boards, and that's awesome. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo is averaging 18 points per game in the G League. That's awesome. I keep making this argument every single year. The G League's not going to make you any better. No. You have to be playing NBA basketball night in, night out, and that's how you improve. The problem is for Christian Wood and for DiVincenzo and guys like that and Sterling Brown last year is, you know, a coach like Mike Budenholzer, a veteran coach, like he's not going to put you out there especially when you're 32-12 and 12 on the season and you're in a dogfight every single night you know, with the Raptors so close behind. He's not going to put these guys out there to experience these growing pains when you're number one in the Eastern Conference. You know, you want to get some growing pains out, go play in Orlando, play in Atlanta, play in New York, but you're just young guys. It's going to be tough for them to get any run, especially when this whole team is competing for minutes like this. Everybody that's getting run is busting their ass, and they're playing pretty well, right? Oh, of course. Of course. The The thing that's most surprising to me, you got the Bucks now, 20 games over 500, mm-hmm. you know, 32 and 12, just fantastic. Like you were saying, steamrolling everybody. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But everybody's still hot on their tail. The, the 76ers in fourth place in the East are only three and a half games back. Right. So, you know, thankfully the Bucks are, are sitting there and they're red hot now and they're staying red hot because they don't have much of a cushion, even being 20 games over 500, to play with. So they have to sit there and play every game like it's their last because, you know, you got Toronto. We just finally caught and surpassed them tonight with their loss to Boston. But, uh, you know, this is going to be one hell of a fight the entire season. Beating teams by 10 points per game, and I know the Warriors comparisons or people want to compare them to the Warriors or anybody from the Western Conference, and the Warriors are beating teams 6.3 points per night. The Nuggets beating teams by 4 points. The Bucks are the only team that night in, night out, I keep waiting for this letdown game. We get them every once in a while, I know. It just doesn't happen, even on a back-to-back, even on the road. It just doesn't happen. They're 8-1 and one in the division, 20-4 and four at home, 12-8 and eight on the road, 21 and 7 in the conference, 8 and 1 in the division. They're averaging almost 118 points per game. Who else we got on the phone lines? Uh, let's go to Christian. He's calling from the parking lot here in Hales Corners. Christian, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going tonight, guys? Pretty good. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty great after that Bucks one. What's been yeah, the biggest surprise for you? The biggest surprise has got to be how we have almost half a new roster and, and a new coach mm-hmm. and a new arena. And yet we're still doing as well as we're doing how it's crazy how everyone is able to um adapt everyone else's gameplay and just come together to really form such a great solid bucks team all around i love it i can't wait to see more what's this team's ceiling in your opinion how far could they go 
I, you know, I, I, I hope they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they can, and I think they could win it. Um, if they do, they'll probably be playing the Raptors, and that's going to be a huge, huge game. That would almost be bigger than an NBA Finals game, than honestly, being able to beat the Raptors like that. But, you know, once they start playing the Western Conference, who knows, because Warriors can really just flip a switch and, and just go off, especially once they get Boogie back. You know, we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, man. Have a good night. And that's a great point right there, especially with the Warriors. All day yesterday, I was so excited. I got the NBA League Pass, and I was like, here it is, man. I've been preaching this Warriors team for two years now, and I was like, here's their shot. I'm sorry, the Nuggets. And I was like, here it is, Nuggets-Warriors. That was the feature game last night, and it was for first place in the Western Conference. I was like, man, the Nuggets, I think that they could hang with Golden State in the regular season. Playoff basketball is just a whole other beast. And the Warriors clubbed them last night, beat the hell out of them. I saw Kevin Durant hit a step-back three from like 80 feet with two hands in his face. That Warriors team is going to get even more dangerous. They get Boogie Cousins back this week, and they're 30-14 and 14 already. See, the Western Conference, and, and the Warriors, obviously, I mean, I'm a betting man. My money's on the Warriors to win the finals this year. Don't get me wrong, but I would not be surprised if this Bucks team did make a run all the way to the NBA Finals. I think Toronto's beatable. I think Indiana, I mean, they're beatable. The team that scared me the most heading into this season, and I keep preaching it, is the Boston Celtics. I'm like, man, when they figure it out, they got just bona fide superstars. They got four or five of them on that team, but I don't know if they're going to. I mean, big win tonight against that Raptors team on their home floor. But we saw it the other night, guys arguing on the sidelines, guys just not getting along. Kyrie Irving saying the younger players just don't know what it takes to win, which it's like, okay, Kyrie, I mean... You were pretty good in that NBA Finals series that you won in Cleveland, but let's be honest, you were playing alongside with LeBron James. I mean, you criticizing these young guys when you were in Cleveland with Deion Waiters years back saying, I need to get out of here, and you guys were a mess, and you were two ball-dominant guards that couldn't share the basketball. So don't act like you don't know what it's like to be in their position, a guy like Jason Tatum. But I don't know. The Celtics just don't scare me as much. You know, Toronto, they scare me, um, but I, I just think that the Bucks match up so well with them. And then outside of this year, I mean, let's say you do get knocked off by Toronto. I guarantee you Kawhi Leonard is playing next year as a Clipper. I I just have this weird feeling that he's going to be a Clipper. And then he's 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 out of the Eastern Conference. He's in the Western Conference. And, like, who's the main competition? Indiana's nice. I don't see Kyrie Irving staying in Boston. Jason Tatum's nice, but... I think the Bucs are for real, and I think they're going to be here for a long time. 414-799-1250. We're going to take a short break. Still to come, we'll hear from Coach Budenholzer. We'll go inside the Bucks locker room after a 111-101 victory tonight. Their 31st of the season. We'll be back here on The Fan. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com. Or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Once again, the Bucks get the win tonight, 111-101. Ryan Horvath, the Polish pipe bomb. And Evan Heffelfinger with you tonight. Bucks win, Raptors lose, doesn't get much better than that. No big injuries to report on, and that's... Been the big story once again all year, really. Everybody's staying pretty healthy, getting full team team efforts every single night and just blowing teams out, beating teams by about 
10 points per night, and that's exactly what the Bucks do once again tonight. 111-101 winners on the road against the Grizzlies. Second game, second night of a back-to-back. Giannis, 27 points, 11 boards in just 22 minutes. Crazy thing about Giannis, and Evan, I know that you could probably uh, talk about this a little bit. So, again, 27 points, 10 rebounds. Is, is it just me, or does it seem effortless almost for Giannis? Like, we still, against Toronto uh, in the loss in Milwaukee a couple weeks back on that Saturday night, that was, now that was like superstar Giannis. Like, he had to take that game over. Him and Kawhi kind of had a matching contest going on there for a little bit. But do you feel like we've even seen Giannis's best performance yet this season? Of this season? Of no. this season, right. No. Um, I mean, we've seen some damn good games, but I don't think we've seen peak. We haven't seen him go for like 40 and 15 and seven or something like that, which he could get a 50 point triple double this year. It's absolutely possible. Even in the 30 point, 40 point outburst, I'm like, that's still just like 60% Giannis. Yeah. I don't know that we've seen the best from, I hope we haven't seen the best from Chris Middleton yet. I just keep going back to that playoff series against Boston last year. We haven't seen that Chris Middleton, but he is playing some good basketball. Plus 28 on the floor tonight to lead the Bucks in the 10-point win. Finishes the night with 11 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds. So, Evan, I'll go to you first. What's been the biggest surprise of this Bucks season thus far for you? Is it the record, the home record, away record, or Bledsoe taking care of the basketball? What is it? Um, I think Bledsoe has been a big surprise how fast he's gone in with uh, Bud's uh, – scheme I think it's surprising how fast the whole team has kind of jumped on to Bud's scheme and how fast they've been able to just run with it I think uh Brogdon's development has been surprising I saw him as a good maybe fourth fifth option I didn't see him as a 16 point per game scorer um I don't know I think the emergence of Sterling Brown and DJ Wilson the emergence of the bench is huge because last year that was a big problem too where Besides the starters, you really weren't going to be getting much on a given night, especially if uh, Brogdon was in the starting lineup. So all things considered, I would say the most surprising is probably the bench. The bench. And I'm glad that you bring that up because same here. And it's like because everybody is trying to earn that spot. Guys that weren't getting much run in the beginning of the season. In the beginning of the se- the rotations switch, it seems almost monthly. Like we're in the beginning of the season, Connington was getting a bunch of minutes. You know, Snell was getting his minutes. Now DJ Wilson has kind of stolen some minutes. Um, George Hill, the addition of him, I mean, he's giving you at least 15 minutes per he's night. He's been everything you could have wished for and more. But Sterling Brown, I still, I said this like half-jokingly during the game, I could see him, I don't think he has like the ceiling of a Jason Richardson, like Jason Whit- Richardson in his prime, but like I could see him being a Jason Richardson type player where he could give you like 16, 17 points per game, four boards, four assists. What is Sterling Brown's ceiling? Because I'm more impressed, especially the way he finishes at the basket every time I watch him play basketball when he gets these minutes. What do you think his ceiling is? Throw me a player comp. Oh, a tell player me if comp. Tell me if I'm crazy. Is Jason Richardson, like, is that nuts? You're not talking about, like, Warriors Jason Richardson. I'm not You're talking, talking like, like Phoenix Suns Jason Richardson. I'm not going, like, off his athletic ability. Like, he's well, going to no. be dunking between his legs. <laughs> no way. Not, but just... Sterling doesn't have, like, a 56-inch <laughs> vertical. Um, player comp, that's tough, because he's a really good defender. He's an underrated defender. His shot has been looking pure recently. I don't know. I don't want to say Chris is his ceiling. Is Chris Middleton, but... is he Chris Middleton's replacement eventually? If, uh, I mean, is that, the, is he the same type of player? If, uh, if you ask Mitch, another producer here, he would say potentially. I'll and save I that think, for the mayor then. Yeah, that's his, but I, 
I don't know. I mean, who do you think? That's a I haven't really thought about it, but basically no, your standard like three and D wing, yeah. but like a not an all star three and D wing, but a very solid rotation three and D wing. That could get you buckets like sixteen, seventeen per night if yeah. given the minutes and you know, if that's where his role uh within the offense takes him. Orlowski, what's been the biggest uh, surprise to you for this Buck season? Well, uh bench production, you know, phenomenal. Uh the fact that uh you know, I don't want to say every day it's a, it's a different guy because Giannis is still dominating and still fills up the score uh, the stat sheet every single night. But uh, just how well balanced and well rounded this team is, you can add in uh, uh, Lopez mm-hmm. and the impact that he's had on this team. Coach Bud, you know, just phenomenal. There's there's so many. It's just this is not what I expected going into the season. And uh, this one hell of a ride so far. Does it surprise you? Now, you've been here for, what, the better half of a decade, right? Living in the Milwaukee area. How long have you been in Wisconsin? Like five five or six years now. Five or six years. So this is the best Bucks team you've ever seen, right? Oh, yeah. And does it surprise you that people are still complaining and um, moaning and groaning, try to keep this PG-friendly, when they do lose a game? Does that surprise you at all, or are you just kind of used to that? Now? Not at all. It was funny because, you know, being from uh, being a fib from Chicago mm-hmm. and everything, when I was listening to sports radio down there, and then when uh, me and me and the wife, you know, were moving up here, I was like, "Oh, thank God, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, you know, go up to Milwaukee. There'll be some smart sports fans and all this. It's not <laughs> yeah. going to be, oh, the Bears win a game, they're going to the Super Bowl. They lose a game, they're never going to win again. It's the exact same up here. Uh, people just like to complain, and uh, and people." <laughs> For some reason, don't like to take joy in their lives, and uh, so I, n- am I surprised? No, but is Bucks Twitter and Brewers Twitter and stuff like that very multi personalities? Absolutely. Because here's my beef: thirty-one and twelve on the season. It, it goes two ways. It's when are we going to start getting some respect? Which the Bucks are. Listen to any knowledgeable NBA writer, and they're going to say this is the top team in the Eastern Conference, and if they keep this core together, this team could be a problem. For a long time coming. Any knowledgeable NBA writer. Don't oh, go yeah. off of what Joey Flip Flop says on, you know, uh, you know, hoopforlife.com, but listen to any knowledgeable writer, any analyst, and they're going to tell you this Bucks team is for real. Then we get, you know, why aren't we supporting this team? Once again, man, I was there for that Raptors game and nobody sat down the entire game. I used to go to the United Center to cover the Chicago Bulls. It was all guys in the first 200 rows. 200 sections wearing suits, brokers, lawyers, businessmen, just taking clients out. I go to a Bucks game. It's Giannis jersey, Giannis jersey. You know, we get weird with like a Kukoc or a Snell jersey, a DJ Wilson jersey. Nobody sits down. People are paying attention. If you got an issue with it, you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. The crowd has been phenomenal at the forum night in, night out. It's just, it's amazing. It is amazing. It is one hell of an atmosphere and you can feel it on TV as well. And I love it. There's a lot of buildings where you're watching the game, and you know it could be a one-point game in the fourth quarter, and the building just seems dead. Mm-hmm. Not at the Forum. Right. I go out on a Friday night, Saturday night, against my will because I want to sit like a hermit in my house and watch Bucks basketball, but my wife forces me to go out, and every single person is paying attention to the Bucks. Everybody's got the game on. And it's not just the Bucks, man. Marquette, 15th in the nation. Another big win last night, pretty much without Marcus Howard. 
Hoops is here in Milwaukee, and I love it because when I first moved here, it was, oh, nobody cares about basketball. This is Wisconsin. Go back to where you came from. Yeah. Now people are taking notice. 414-799-1250, you still got time to hop on with us. What's been the most surprise? What's been the biggest surprise with this Bucks team? We'll talk about that. First, we're going to hear from Coach Budenholzer after the Bucks 111-101 win over the Grizzlies. Let's go out to Coach Bud at the podium. Um, and I think coming on the road and a back-to-back against a team that plays really hard uh, to have a third quarter like we did. Um, Eric Bledsoe was phenomenal. Um, you know, really changed the game with, I think it was like a 7-0 run, maybe more just by himself. So um, really impressed with our group. It's a, a good win for us, and um, now we got a couple days to kind of catch our breath. So it's a great win. You call timeout there. Giannis has the four fouls. You're down by one. Just what's the message to those guys going back into the game and knowing you need to turn around a little bit? Um, you know, I think there were stretches of the game where it felt like they outworked us, and you know, we just had to we had to outwork them. We had to play with each other. We had to play um, with each other on both ends, move the ball. Um, there were times where we just weren't moving it, and uh, kind of turned their aggressiveness against them. Um, and from that point forward, um, we were able to do that. Yeah, no, very impressive. Um, we really needed him. We needed somebody to step up and have a game like that. And, uh, you know, so impressive that he did it. Um, and that's what it takes to get through 82 game schedule, different nights. It's going to be different guys, but, uh, blood was phenomenal tonight. You mentioned DJ's impact over the last month and a half. That was a huge third quarter for him. Yeah. No, I mean, the, you know, Giannis goes out with the fourth foul and, um, you know, between Bled playing the way he did and then um, DJ making a couple corner threes and it just opens everything up. Then we're driving it and cutting and slashing. The ball's moving. Um, yeah, it was just a really impressive run by that group. When you look at the defense during that stretch, what do you think about that defense? What stands out to you? It seems like a lot of Yeah, just the hands, the activity, the anticipation. I thought we created a lot of turnovers um, just in passing lanes. And I think guys just really turned up their, um, you know, kind of their aggressiveness on the ball and off the ball. Is there something that changes when the guys, when Giannis goes out and they know he's not coming back anytime soon, or guys feel like they need to kind of make up? Because he had been doing a lot for you guys prior to that point. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's a sign of hopefully a good team. You know, Giannis is obviously important to us, but, you know, he gets a fourth foul. And um, without anybody saying anything, or at least, you know, in front of the coaches, um, I think they just all figure out, you know, we got to, we got to step up and make a few more plays that maybe um, we lean on Giannis at times like that. And, uh, you know, it's very impressive what they did. We're heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Sponsored by Precision Sports. Specializing in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to PrecisionSportsOnline.com. Bucks beat the Grizzlies 111-101, moved their record to 32-12, tied for first place among the Eastern Conference. Well, they're in first place, but they're right there with the Raptors. 18-4 at home, 15, I'm sorry, 12-8 on the road, 8-1 in their division are the Milwaukee Bucks. Tonight's X-Factor was one of our main men around here, DJ Wilson. Go out to the locker room now and hear what he had to say following this 10-point win. DJ, a career night for you, 13 points, most of those coming in the third quarter. I got to know, how did it feel in that third quarter? Because you were everywhere. It felt good. Um, I think it just started on the defensive end. That's where we got a lot of our energy. That's where I got a lot of my energy. Getting stops, rebounding, living uh, their second chance points, and then running. 
Coach Bud challenged your team at halftime to match their energy. You come out and you score 41 points in that quarter alone. You overpowered them. How were you able to do that with Giannis on the bench? Um, I think that second unit just brings that, that energy, that toughness, that grit. Um, Sterling, G. Hill, Ers, Tone, the rest of us, um, that's our job, and I think we executed well tonight. That was DJ Wilson, plays 23 minutes tonight, 5-9 and nine from the field. 3 of 5 from three-point land, 13 points, 2 blocks, 2 assists, 2 rebounds tonight for DJ Wilson. Bucks win 111-101, to 414-799-1250. Still some time to jump on. It's been the biggest surprise for this Bucks team. We'll hit on that, and I'll tell you mine when we come back. It's the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. Bucks pick up the W tonight, 111-101 on the road, 31-12 on the season. The Grizzlies fall to 19-24. Time now to check out our eye on the enemy, and we focus on the Memphis Grizzlies, who got off to a solid start, had some injuries. Gasol was down for a while. Mike uh, Connolly was down for a while. Mike Connolly makes a tremendous amount of money, man. I like his game, but holy cow, does that guy make some coin. Yeah, he's in a different tax bracket than me and you, brother. I mean, yeah. Man, the time to make the donuts guys in a different tax bracket than me. I'm the <laughs> poorest dude on this planet. But anyway, moving on. This uh, Grizzlies team is really, really bad right now. Uh, they've lost nine of their last 10, 16 of their last 20. However, it was a revenge game, did beat the Bucks earlier on in the season. And even when they're struggling, I mean, it's still a pretty tough game regardless when you go into Memphis. I mean, Mike Conley's still a pretty good player. Marcus Saul. Wanted him to switch teams like four years ago. Now I think it just is what it is for Marcus Gasol. Um, not going to have the career, obviously, that Powell did, even though I think he, man, I don't know. That's kind of a tough. Evan, real quick, better career, who would you take, Paul Gasol or uh, Marcus Gasol? Don't tell me better player, but whose career would you rather have? Powell. I mean, he's won. Well, what? take away the two titles. Take away the titles? That's right, it's a dumb tough. argument. Or, well, <laughs> I, I think numbers-wise, you still go myself. with Powell because, I mean, he led that. Lakers team, he was Kobe's 1B to Kobe's 1A. Yeah, Kobe wasn't winning that title without Shaq, without Paul Gasol. He played mm. like a monster. What was crazy about Gasol in that playoff series and in that final series, he played like I'd never seen Gasol play. He was like a walking double-double, elbowing guys, playing physical down low in the paint. Then he got his money and he kind of just became... softened up a little bit. <laughs> I was actually at the press conference when he came over to the Bulls. I was, I was interning for the Chicago Bulls and I met him and I was like, this is the coolest pro athlete I've ever met in my life. Yeah, but uh, the contract ever never worked out. All right, time now to check in with the uh, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We go out to Matt Velasquez, who is covering the game tonight. This guy's on the inside after every game. Listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the Law Offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks now 31 and 12 on the season. They win tonight 111 to 101, 10 point win on the road. We go out now to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We check in with Matt Velasquez from the Journal Sentinel. Matt, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Just uh, you know, hanging out in Memphis. 
Yeah, tell me about tell me a little bit about Memphis. Tell me about the. Uh, did you get any food yet? I love going to Memphis. I'm a big fan of the barbecue. What'd you eat so far? I, I need to know that first things first. Yeah, well, I uh, last year I went to Central Barbecue on the trip here, so I decided I was going to try and go to Rendezvous today. Oh yeah. Uh, problem is, is that they're not open at lunch, and that's when I was around. So I had to call an audible, got some help from uh, from Bucks Twitter and just NBA Twitter in general. Um, you know, Memphis Twitter really. And people were saying I needed to go to uh, Gus's Fried Chicken, so I hit up that spot, and it was wonderful, absolutely fantastic. Um, I had a great meal, had some great pie, uh, relaxed a little bit before the game, and and hit the ground running. It was a great night. So that's what's up right there. I love the barbecue in Memphis, but the problem is every time I get there, it's like they serve it all up, and then once it's gone, it's gone. So every time I get in there, they're like, okay, we don't have the brisket, we don't have the pork, and I'm like, what do you have? So that's the only issue is they serve that thing up right away. Uh, Tony Snell. Uh, had a right thumb injury, I believe. Were you able to talk to him in the locker room? Really no other injuries, but um, what did he have to say? Yeah, yeah, he went out, I think it was in the second quarter. Um, yeah, something got tangled up on a play there, um, and he said it was just kind of something that happened. Uh, said he's a soldier, and it's going to take more than that to take him down. So, you know, they have two days off between before their next game uh, in Orlando. Uh, he doesn't think it's going to be a major issue. Uh, he had it wrapped up in the second half but didn't play, never really had a need for him to play uh, with the way the Bucks turned things around in that third quarter. Um, but he, he seems like he should be good to go, um, you know, coming back in the next game. I don't want to say the Bucks came out flat, but the first half, you know, I mean, it was kind of a struggle. And then in the third quarter, they just blow things out open. They outscore Memphis 41-28. to What did you see differently, you know, besides the great play of Eric Bledsoe there in the third quarter for the Bucks tonight? Yeah, I think in the in the first quarter, the Bucks, you know, got out to a great great start. They were up 26-12. Uh, they held the Grizzlies to one of eleven to start the start the game. They were really uh, dictating the pace and the flow, and and then Memphis counterpunched, and, and they got a lot more physical. You know, early on they they had been physical, but kind of in a sloppy way, and got called for a lot of fouls. Um, and and then they changed their their defense, so they were trapping a little bit more. They were they were battling really hard, uh, making big stuff in the Bucks, uh, challenging all their shots, and the Bucks kind of just were were taken aback by it, um, and, and you know struggled to, to close out the half, and then you know Memphis. Got off to a really solid start. Only Giannis was able to really get anything going at 21 points uh, into the third, you know, going after the first few minutes of the third quarter. He scored the first six points for Milwaukee out of the break. Uh, but he also picked up a pair of fouls, and that put him at four. And so uh, suddenly the Bucks were down one. Giannis was coming out of the game, uh, and they really needed to find a spark. And it was it was Eric Bledsoe who, who led, um, you know, mostly starter unit. Uh, but, you know, D.J. Wilson filtered in there. Sterling Brown came in. Uh, Chris Middleton. Uh, you know, was there throughout, and those guys, you know, really, um, you know, turned the game on its head. Bledsoe went on a 9-0 personal run uh, that started off a 19-0 Bucks run, and they never looked back. They eventually got the lead to 31. It was in large part due to Bledsoe just tearing it up. Talking with Matt Velasquez from the Journal Sentinel, Matt, I keep bringing this up. This Bucks team, it's like they never have a letdown game. You know, you get one every once in a while. The loss to Phoenix maybe sticks out. You know, the loss to the Knicks kind of sticks out. But what is it with this team? Again, tonight, a prime example. It's the second game of a back-to-back, and there's no let-up. I mean, they come out in that third quarter, score 41 points. You've covered, I mean, you're covering the NBA. You see every team around the association. What's different about this team where, like, they never have a let-up game, even on the second night of a back-to-back on the road? You know, I think it helps that they have a lot of depth. Um, you know, they have a lot of confidence in that depth, too. They know that even with Giannis out, that they have the guys to, um, to create plays, to play good defense. Um, to, to handle whatever, you know, Memphis or whatever team it is throws at them. Um, you know, so they can 
you know, kind of adapt and adjust. They can play different styles. You know, when once Giannis went out, Bledsoe, who had been shooting pretty poorly and hadn't been a, a major factor in the game, he suddenly is, is turning up the pace. Um, he's at the front of the defense, uh, and, and their defense is really just turning in stop after stop after stop. They had a bunch of steals in that third quarter. DJ Wilson had a block. He saved the ball from going out of bounds. Um, just they, they got running, and, and it was all kind of filtering through Bledsoe, you know, in addition to scoring, um, I think, 12 points in that quarter all during that run. You know, he had a, a pass out to the corner of D.J. Wilson, who Wilson then quickly whipped it over to Sterling Brown, and, and he, he knocks down a three. Um, you know, the guys were kind of creating off each other, and they really had a good vibe. And, you know, Bud had challenged them in, that, in the timeout, or in previous timeouts, uh, to kind of match Memphis's energy, because Memphis had really, you know, uh, upped their game and, and brought more physical presence and um, kind of took momentum, and they did that and more um, through kind of a collective effort. Again, Sterling Brown, 27 minutes tonight, 4-5 or five from the floor, scores 11 points. I've kind of jumped on the Sterling Brown bandwagon, uh, especially in the second half of last season. What What's Sterling Brown's ceiling, or who's a player comp? I was asking this question early, earlier in the show, like half-jokingly, but what is his ceiling, in your opinion, Matt? I never think more on a player comp, um, you know, but he, you know, he, he's a really good role player. I mean, that, that's what you're looking for, right? Especially out of a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, you want someone who can come in there and play, you know, feisty defense, who can, who knows his role offensively, and, which is for him to kind of spot up on threes and make good cuts to, to create easy baskets, uh, run in transition, um, be versatile, you know, kind of stir the pot a little bit. Um, you know, he has that kind of edge uh, that he brings, and you don't want to, you don't want to kind of muzzle him or stop at that. You want him to be who he is. Um, you know, he, he did have a little, you know, as well as he played down, he did have five turnovers. I think in a little while in the first half, there's a stretch where he was kind of sloppy. Um, but but overall, you know, he, he just brings, you know, a lot of intensity, you know, just some good good shooting spots that he knows where he needs to be. Um, and, and that just helps when, when somebody's very low maintenance and is able to help you off your bench uh, and give you that kind of lift that you need. Matt, thanks a lot for giving us some time. Safe travels back home. Well, I'll be heading to Orlando next, but yes. They've traveled there. Ah, yes, Orlando Friday night. That was Matt Velasquez who joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Start your renovation journey with a simple and convenient pre-approval from Great Midwest Bank dedicated to providing perfectly personalized home loans to those right here in our community since 1935. One final segment coming up here on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Still some time to jump on 414-799-1250 when we come back. Hey, Bucks fans, let's get tonight's Chili's MVB. Be the first to know this standout player tomorrow morning at 835 during Chuck and Winkler to win free food from Chili's. Chili's is back, baby. Back! Bucks get the win tonight, 111-101. For the 31st time this season, they pick up a victory for the 11th time away from the Pfizer Forum. Giannis, 27 points, 11 boards. However, I'm going to go away a different route tonight for our Chili's MVB. It's like back in the 90s, man, with the MVP race where you could have given it to Michael Jordan every single year, but every once in a while he'd have to throw like uh, Carl Malone some love just to keep it real. I'm going to go tonight with the Chili's MVB. Eric Bledsoe plays 25 minutes, 5 of 13 from the floor, 2 of 7 from three-point land, 16 points, 4 assists. Really took that game over in the third quarter, as we heard from Matt Velasquez. Bledsoe goes on an 8-0 run by himself when the Bucks blow things open with a 41-28 third quarter. 
outscoring the Grizzlies. So I think you just made Evan cry because I thought I think he was really looking forward to DJ Wilson. Well, you I'm, you made DJ Wilson the X factor, right? He was the X factor. Okay, I'll let was, that slide then. Right, and he was my Chili's MVP last time. I don't want to upset Bart. And speaking of Bart and Chuck, you could catch those fine fellows six to ten a.m. right here on the Fan tomorrow at eight thirty. Particularly, tune in for your Chili's MVP. Tell him it was Eric Bledsoe. Get your money to Chili's. Hit me up on Twitter, at Ryan Horvat, and we'll go together. We'll get some fajitas and maybe a few um, pops as well. What do you think about that, Jeff? Hey, man, I, Chili's Margaritas, oh, yeah, sign me up. I'll be sitting there all day long. I love Chili's, but, man, I uh, go in there, and I end up spending oh, – man, I don't even – so I go in there, I get the fajitas, and then same thing, I'll get a margarita. Uh-huh. That turns into two or three, maybe. Right. And then what I do is I get like the to-go bag because I'll be like, man, I should have got a burger. I should have got some chicken strips. Oh, and yeah. I ended up bringing home a doggy bag and uh, eating until like 4 a.m. So Chili's, yeah, My average Chili's is about 13 or 14 bucks worth of food and about $60 worth of booze. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know you like to get away on those lunch dates uh, to Chili's, don't you? Do you yes, do what I, I do? do? Do you ever go to lunch by yourself? All the time. Is it not the greatest? Well, we both have kids. I love it. Is it not the greatest thing? I love it. So when I was, I don't want to eat at home, but I don't want to be the guy that's sitting by myself. Now I love being that guy. There's nothing yeah. better. I go to eat with my family, my kids, the whole time. Uh-huh. Got to give them like the iPad, like, here, just take this. So I love, I've become a hermit. Evan, See, is it weird I, eating by yourself or going to the movies by yourself at your age? I don't think so. And that's something I've, I, I like to do it myself. But I feel like there's such a stigma around it, especially for my age, because I'm 22. I'm expected to go with, like, friends everywhere I go. What if I just want to sit and, like, eat a Subway sandwich by myself? Or what if I want to go see a movie but none of my friends want to? Yeah, just be you, man. And what's the point? Who cares if you're by yourself in a movie? You're not talking during the damn thing anyway. So, you know, you shove your face full of popcorn for the 10 minutes you're waiting for the, (laughs) you know, the silly thing to start. And then after that, who cares? It's perfect. I do everything, man. I go to concerts by myself. You know, a week from tomorrow, I'll be sitting alone at Bob Seger, you yeah. know? so That's something I need to learn because there's a lot of shows that I want to go to, and I ask all my friends, I'm like, hey, let's go, let's go. I'll even, like, pay part of your ticket. And they're like, oh, I don't like your bands. And I'm like, oh, I got the right. exact same thing because there's not a whole lot of metalheads that, uh, that I'm around, so most of the concerts I go to, I'm flying solo. I grew up a huge metalhead, so every Saturday night I would stay up, and this is even when I was like seven, eight years old, and I'd watch Headbangers Ball, which used to be on MTV with Ricky Rackman. Oh, yeah. I ended up meeting Ricky Rackman when I was DJing or working some as the sports director in Creston, Iowa. He was like making his rounds, and he'd go to Lake Okoboji because he's a big motorcycle chopper guy. Yep. And I was like, dude, I loved you growing up. And everybody's like, who the hell is Ricky Rackman? He was huge, man, back in the day, and uh, now he's doing um – well, he does his motorcycle ride yeah. every year, raising money for charity, going all over the country. And oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I grew up with Ricky too. Once again, Bucks thirty-two and twelve on the season, back in first place in the Eastern Conference. Raptors fall to the Celtics tonight. They're now thirty-three and thirteen. One more uh, line of business to take care of before we get out of here on a Wednesday night. And let's get our uh, let's take a look at the next opponent. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. Time now for some forward thinking. Thanks to Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together on the web at ffpwi.com. 
Forward thinking next up, coming up Saturday night. I believe I said Friday. My bad. Saturday night, 6 p.m., the Orlando Magic. And I was actually having this conversation before we went on the air about the Bucks being able to just beat up on teams. The Magic are tough, really tough. Every night I I tune into some games. Obviously, I have the league pass, and I'll tune on, and I'll watch the Magic because they got some nice up-and-coming young talent. They're in every single game. The Magic are tough. And I know I say that, and you're like, yeah, it's the Magic. But they're 19-25 and 25 this season, 13 games back, 12-11 and 11 at home, 7-14 and 14 on the road, 13-11 and 11 in conference ball, averaging 103 points per game, giving up about 107. But next up for the Bucks this Saturday night, the Orlando Magic, 19-25 and 25 on the season. The Bucks, 32-12, and 20-4 at home, 12-8 and eight on the road, 8-1 and one in their division, beating teams by an average of 10 points per night, a three-game winning streak, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Heffelfinger, any final thoughts before we get out of here? It is a great night to be the chairman of the DJ Wilson fan club. It just keeps getting better for you. You know, you know when DJ started taking off and going on this run is when you started getting a little bit more run yourself. I don't want to say that I'm directly responsible. We all got egos in this business. But I'm absolutely directly responsible. at this station. <laughs> you are responsible, Evan. I'll take it. You're the chairman of the board. Jeff, any big plans tonight? Uh, well, you, you know, we were just talking about margaritas, so that uh, that might happen. See, oh, man, I would kill for a margarita. Problem is, by the time we get out of here, it's 11 p.m. If I have a margarita at 11 p.m., I'm going to actually lead to two, to three, three, to four. Next thing you know, I'm waking <laughs> up with Chuck and Winkler without going to sleep. Once again, one final time, Bucks tonight, 111-101 victors over the Grizzlies. Milwaukee now 31-12 and on the season, back in first place in the Eastern Conference. You guys take it easy. Sparky will be back with you this weekend here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.